Welcome to the Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are on our very first podcast from Murphy's Rod and Custom Shop here in Buda, Texas. Which, if y'all don't know where that is, it's a suburb of Austin, just down the street. It's growing like crazy, and I'm sitting here with the man himself, Murpho. Thank you, there Double Juice. And his wife, the real Mrs. Murphy, sitting right here too. We are here to discuss rods and custom cars and the culture and magazines. The Murphos here, they own two magazines, which is Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe. And they've been around for since the dawn of time. And I know that anybody who's in this world of custom cars and whatnot, you guys have seen these magazines and seen the different layouts and whatnot. And you've actually seen the real Mrs. Murphy on the cover as well as Murph 2 and their cars and the different things from both magazines. So we decided to uh, move forward and do a, do a podcast because, hey man, if uh, that comedian Joe guy, whatever his name is, is doing that, we should be able to do it, right? And that dude moved here to Austin. You never know. We might get him on here and make fun of all of us. Um, I wanted to start off for, for all the people out there who don't know or sort of new to this world or the custom world about Murpho and his cars uh, and, you know, how he got started in his background first. So why don't you start off about where, where you're from, where you started and how it kind of, you know, came into being to where we are today. Absolutely, man. So, you know, I've been reading these magazines, both titles for, um, it seems like as long as I can remember, I think that the magazines uh, went for a good, like 18 years before us. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a lot of my lifetime and <laughs> being in custom cars, hot rods and the scene, like you could not like see these magazines and back in the kind of resurgence of the kind of like, um, traditional hot rod movement and customs, you know, they, they kind of really went along and were kind of the filter or the glimpse into that world for so many people. And uh, I can just remember the days, man, like having those magazines and I would like save every issue and have them like lined up on the coffee table. Like, yeah, check it out. These magazines are so cool. And it was like, you you know, you could see so much. You could see so many cool cars and the tech articles and the art and everything. It was like, like the thing, like if you were in the scene, you knew it from these magazines. Right. Uh, I remember seeing all those too, where you're sitting it, looking at all the cards, going, "Man, I can't wait till I'm old enough to get one of these things." Oh man, for real! And, <laughs> and so, you know, back in the day, we we're all building our cars, and we really couldn't afford to finish them, and we couldn't uh, like necessarily have like the the best of the best. But you know, you could see what other people were doing and how they were like getting some stuff done. It would be like a good like, if anything, like a uh, um, springboard for ideas. And man, so I'm building cars, and as I'm building cars, I'm reading these magazines and. I really did not have any fathomable idea that one day, you know, we'd be shooting this car for the magazine and the next thing you know, like, we're owning them and, like, doing this. So it's kind of a crazy life in a way to, like, come full circle like imagine. that. But Starting working on, like, one car and then have a shop with, like, 30 in it and all yeah. people from all over the place and all types of cars doing all sorts of things. Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's 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 been quite a ride, you know. But I was building cars, you know, all the while I was building custom cars and into hot rods. My background, I think, really, if you want to, if you want to get into it, is is from really young, 
15. I'm like into cars. Like I want to get into street racing. Like I just want to go and like race, you know, and do like quarter mile stuff and not on the track either. You know, it's like, right. I want to go race. Like the light. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like in the, in the back roads and like where I lived, it was like, let's go out to Gorham and like race in the orange fields, you know, and there'd be like a street that's just down, you know, through these orange fields, you go like race out there. But Cars were in my blood from the get-go, and uh, in high school, you know, I take the shop classes, work at the gas station, I had a Camaro, I had a lot of Camaros, I had a lot of, like, street cars, you know, and as I've gotten older, the cars that I'm into become older, you know, right. and I have gotten, like, way more into the artistic side and, like, you know, building them and creating, you know, bringing these visions to life and doing a lot of very traditional 50s-style body mods, and I, I just kind of thrive on that now, like, I'm into doing custom work and it's like there's no end to it for me like what i want to build next and like the next next kind of big thing so it's been a lifelong passion it's in my blood for real i live and breathe and think and talk cars and cars and cars and that's a good life right yes. there man. <laughs> i'm concerned really you're work. talking about cars man that's Wait, why we're here it's, it's like that's what i got man you know i, I got cars right? Right, right, right so so i, I think that um we kind of got into like how this came about but you know, my, my beautiful bride is sitting next to me, the, the lady boss, uh, the real Mrs. Murphy. And I think that she's going to hopefully get a chance to talk about her background a little bit. But there's a cool kind of collision. So I'll say I'll say that. And I don't want to steer it under, but maybe we can get her to, uh, to share some of her we're, stuff here. We're going to get her going here in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thank you all. Hey, y'all. This is Double Deuce, the voice of Custom Culture Broadcast. Do your part and keep print media alive head on over to murphospublishing.com you can subscribe to both magazines car culture deluxe and old school rods do your part as everyone should keep print media alive subscribe today all right everybody we're back right here with murphos rods and custom shop in Buda, texas i'm sitting here with the real mrs murphy I wanted to get with you and have you tell everybody on um, how you got started in this. Cause it's, it's funny how you guys are on complete other ends of the spectrum, but how it actually all crescendo and meld into where we are today. So why don't you t- give us a little bit about your background, please? In 2009, I really started like diving into the pinup and vintage scene. I started getting a demand from photographers just to recreate like Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield looks with them. And then I quickly realized that there was like a whole scene of people that live this lifestyle pretty much every day. I started finding other models and other photographers and was kind of sort of playing around with photography at that time too. As you get older modeling, you get less and less jobs, unfortunately. That's something I'd like to change, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I knew that I needed to um, figure out something else about my industry to keep making money and provide for my, my family. So I picked up, of course, before I got into modeling, I had my cosmetology license, so I was already doing hair and makeup. And then um, I went to my photographer that I was actually working with a lot with hair and makeup and modeling for, and I told him, you know, I was interested in photography, and he's like, you really need to learn like another trade, like that's, you need to learn everything you can of this industry. So he kind of just let me intern with him. And I started my pinup photography company from there. And I was working for myself for a while. And then I merged companies with Dynamite Dames, Sarah in Fort Worth and 
Once we did that, we created a tour with Tess Holiday, and we went on a body positive tour. I've done so many faces <laughs> and so many heads of hair. I've model coached so many women. I've photographed so many women. <laughs> I, I literally have. I've styled. I, I, I've done and I know everything about my industry. Been there, done that yeah. for the build, building up that way. Yeah. Did, were cars part of of your scene at the beginning, or was it more um, like you were saying? James Manfield, Marilyn Monroe photos, and then were cars slowly being incorporated in, or how did that all jump in? Um, well, I feel like in the scene, as I started like getting more well-known, I was going to more events, so mm-hmm. I was going to a lot more car shows and things like that. So, so it kind of went hand-in-hand? Hand. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Well, for all of you guys out there that, that don't know or are new to this, they owned two old-school magazines, which is Old School Rods, and Car Culture Deluxe. And they're kind of similar, but they're completely different as well, which is kind of really good for, for both of your styles. Old school rods is like us guys building cars. Like, you know, it's just the, the way the way we used to do it. You know, we have two titles, Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe. Really what we're trying to do with the Custom Culture Rodcast is to incorporate a platform to really speak to what's going on in the car world in custom culture and what's going on with these two magazines that have kind of become sort of the voice of that. And when we got here and started this, the two titles were really the same format through and through. It was the same types of cars and the same types of features. Uh, the the artists and different people that they were having in the magazines were basically the same, but the cover was being swapped month to month. I didn't realize that beforehand. I had always thought that there was a differentiation or there was supposed to be a difference between the two. Looking at what had been done and kind of where we were with the magazines, we realized like they had kind of, for lack of better terms, gotten stale. One of the things that we decided to do right off the bat was to change that. One of the biggest things that we've done to make that change is to completely separate them, culture versus cars. And in old school rods, we've made a dive into traditional hot rodding and have put out a title now that is a car guys through and through car magazine. If you're into cars and tech and hot rods like we are, you're going to get into this magazine and you're going to see cars through and through. Everything we're talking about is related to how to build them, why they're built that way and and kind of the history and nostalgia. build up style type all of the like speaking to your your passion and your blood for cars and then in the other title we've really tried to focus more on the scene it's it's car based don't get me wrong there's beautiful cars that we're running in both magazines but you're going to get more of a flavor for culture you're going to see more of the musicians more of the uh, artists and of all types barbers tattoo artists uh, performers burlesque girls in car culture deluxe we've tried to really really change what's going on with these models and try to speak to a female audience as well from a very different standpoint than has been done before. And what I mean is that we recognize that pinup has been something that's been a part of hot riding and car culture from the get-go. And it was historically a very, I don't want to say, unsexualized thing per se, but it wasn't the way that it had become. It was a lot more fashionable and artistic. Would you agree, babe? It was it was a lot more like sort of celebrating the beauty of the women for what it was naturally, right. so to speak. 
But over the years, it had kind of really transgressed to being very subjective. I feel like the girls in a lot of the cases when they were being shot for the magazines were being pushed to be a little more uh, provocative or explicit than maybe the scene needed. I mean, these cars don't need that. The cars speak for themselves. So you can really see that one is speaking to the car world and one is speaking to the culture. And what we've done is uh, try and create something where we can celebrate the beauty of the cars and the girls and the culture without exploitation. One of the things we wanted to do right from the get-go was trying to create a format or a theme. And what we did was we talked about trying to have it kind of look like Vogue meets custom. There you go. They are certainly different. And the artistic side of culture, you can see it's, for lack of a better term, kind of where where youth has grown up into like a, like 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 modeling from from girls to women where the gowns and they're they're not as risque as some but it, but they're beautifully tastefully done and the cars that they they've choose to pick you know to to go with them is amazing a lot of people don't really realize is that when i'm picking out cars and girls for CKD i really try to match the girl up with the car um, and then the wardrobe as well on top of it. There's a lot of details and that goes into the shoots that a lot of people <clears throat> aren't really aware of. Yeah. No, I can say that someone like me who's not very artistic when it comes to <laughs> traditional, I wouldn't. Yeah. I love the finished product, but if you ask me, say, hey, go and mirror that, <laughs> that wouldn't be a thing. So, hey, wait, we're going to take another break right quick. We are here at Murfo's Rod and Custom Shops in Buda, Texas. We're doing our very first podcast ever. We'll be right back. If any of you out there are interested in or inquiring about sponsorship or advertising on the Custom Culture Rodcast, contact Art at Murfospublishing.com. All right, y'all, we are back here at Murpho's Rod and Custom Shop in Buda, Texas with Murpho and the real Mrs. Murphy, talking about how their two sides of the spectrum drive into one and by coming to the crescendo with the magazines. And one question I want to know is, how did the, the magazines even come about? Like, how did you guys even get to, you know, how'd you come from, from, from doing just building custom cars in your shop and you doing photos and whatnot to all of a sudden, you own two magazines and you're rock and roll. Yeah, so this is a really good story. Um, well, when I met Murph, he was like, I want my car published. I want it published. I'm like, well, let's shoot with it. And yeah, so so I had built this this car for a customer. Really cool 50 shoebox Ford named Sweepy. And uh, it was in 2018 that that car uh, came out and we were traveling around. And um, we are actually at a car show. Charlie and I met at this car show and that day the car i mean it's done really well all over the place but we we won best of show that day and i was sharing with her i'd really like to see that car get published and so she kind of um talked about how cool it would be if we shot it and she was shot with 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 me if i could get her to shoot with this car and man that's all i wanted to see was charlie and this car shoot together and hopefully be in a magazine and be so cool the car and like my girl is pictured with it so ended up putting it together to try and shoot it for feature and uh, we were in, in Texas, right down the street here in Buda, uh, shooting the car. Miss Charlie shot with the car. It was amazing. I was so excited. And right at the end of the day, the light had kind of gone down. We did an outtake shot with the car, both of us together standing in front of the car. And 
course, then, you know, it was a wrap, put it together, and the pictures went out. And when that happened, she decided to reach out to the former publisher of the magazine that she had known for a long while, uh, Gino, and was talking to Gino. And he was kind of like at a crossroads, man. Like, like he had been doing this for a long time. And um, I, I think he, I, I think he really kind of honestly wanted to slow down and was sharing some of that with Charlie. They were kind of talking and she uh, ended up sending him uh, one of these outtake photos and he reached right back out to her and said, look, you know, I want to do something special with this photo. Like kind of don't tell anybody kind of a thing, but I can see something doing kind of like out, out of the box. So we got excited, you know, like, oh, what's that mean? What's that mean? And he, he, he kind of shared with her that um, it was going to be her cover. So we were even more excited. Nice. Built this car and my wife's modeling with it and, what that really meant was when, when he shared with her, I, I should go on and say, when he shared with her his intent that he had already tried to sell the titles and he was at a point where he was not going to want to print anymore. Like he, I believe, was just going to be done. Well, Charlie decides that she doesn't want to see that happen. Like that would be like a, a tragedy to see these titles go away. I mean, print media is dying so fast. And from her, from her standpoint as a pinup model and, for me, I was just like, we can't let this happen. We can't let them die like that. So so Charlie decides that we're going to be crusaders. And she <laughs> wakes me up like, the next day after this conversation at like quarter of five in the morning, stirs me and wakes me. She goes, babes, we need to buy these magazines. We need to save print media. We need to do this. I know this is what we're supposed to do. I'm like, okay. Like, this is normally what I say. That's a hell of a way to wake up. Okay. Okay. So it happened fast, man. Like he probably said, crazy. "What? What time is it?" <laughs> he thought I was. He thought I was so crazy. He was like, "You don't even know what you're doing. We don't know what we're doing. How do you know?" Like blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Just trust me, dude. Like I got this. Like we got this." Okay. Well, I definitely didn't say no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, man, so like we're like off and running. What do you do? Like how do you make a company? How do you publish? Like there's so much and. And so they, they were being, you know, helpful to, like, help us get through. But it happened so fast. I mean, I think we printed, like, within a week. And cool. within two or three days, we had to have a company formed and buy the assets and transfer them over. And, you know, it's happening fast. Like, we've got to figure this stuff out, what we're going to do. And my best analogy for how this is, you're, you're on a boat that's going across the Atlantic. Somebody throws you off the back, and it's like, okay, swim and catch up. Because the boat's going. <laughs> yeah. You're either going to sink or swim. Like, you've got to do it quick. And and that's really the thing is that it just it happened fast. And, oh, man, I'm so glad we didn't know. <laughs> I am so glad we didn't know. If you knew then, what you know now, you probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do this. We just knew that it's supposed to work and this is how it's supposed to be and what we needed to do. So we, we just dove in feet first. Now, fortunately, it's the case that even though we didn't know a lot about print media or publications at the both knew our sides of the industry. I've had two magazines of my own that I've published, so I've kind of dealt with Had the gist of, uh, yeah. kind of, the only thing I didn't know that's different from these magazines is they're actually, they go to print and then to distribution. That's something that I knew nothing about, but I knew how to get the content, create the content, work with contributors, things like that. I knew all of that. I just didn't know what happened after print. <laughs> like, where, where does it go after print? <laughs> I got these boxes sitting here for the magazines. What do we do? Right. Yeah. I gotcha. So we know a lot more today yes. than, than we did. And 
man, but it, it's just like, like don't know what you don't know. But we did know our industries. We, we fortunately right. did know that. And, you know, having a car background and being able to come in, it's like I, I know cars. Like I know cool cars. I know how to build cars. I can see cars. I can tell you if it's a cool car, if it's built well. Like I know that. And Charlie knows the culture. And she knows photography. And she knows modeling. And she knows styling. And she knows wardrobe and she definitely knows how to match up cars with models and locations and make that jive so in a way we have like a leg up because we bring two very important parts of what we're doing from our industries to the table with these magazines so from that standpoint it's really like the blending of our two worlds and it's kind of a perfect for us and we didn't really think through or see working together and how that was going to go on this but it's been crazy cool and we have learned how to work together and over the last two years we've melded into where we both have our lanes and we try to kind of stay sure. in the best we can <laughs> and, and now what you're seeing is truly in, in 2021 now you're seeing magazines that Charlie is putting together all of the creative managing the cars and the process and working with the layouts and working with all of the oh, contributors yeah, she she has Sarah and Spike from our team that she works with on a daily, and Sarah's coordinating the creative, and Spike is literally putting the magazine together. So we've come a long, long way, but we definitely had some some type of talking to from the universe to put this together to make this happen. I think it, it definitely. Well, it's happened. nice to see the on even on paper the fruits of your labor where. You've got everything going, and all the craziness stops when you can open that magazine and go, oh, this looks fantastic. Yeah, oh, look at this. Everything, wow, those, everything does work great, eh? you know? That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And I think what you're saying, Double, is, is, is really important, like, talking about this. I, I do this a lot where I start to make that gesture like you just did where you're, like, opening the magazine. Right? right. I try and tell people about this, and this is one of the things I really want to do on our show is talk to the people who have these experiences with print media because as a car guy, dude, I'm telling you, like, there isn't anything better than building a car and then seeing your car in print for real. Like, you can take pictures of your car all day long and post them on your phone or social media, whatever, put it on your laptop and everything and see it. It's cool. It's a, it's cool to, like, take a photo of your car. But, man... That feeling of like laying that magazine open flat on the table and be like, that's my ride in print. Like that doesn't get replaced by much. And as a car guy, that experience is something I'd like to kind of preserve right. for future generations. Well, it's kind of the pinnacle. It's, it's like getting a trophy sort of is you can turn around and go, I'm on the cover of this magazine or I am in this magazine. That is my car sitting in my garage that is in this magazine. And you're right. That's right. Because on a computer, as soon as you turn that thing off, man, that that baby's gone. Gone. You know. Gone. Whereas that thing, that magazine's sitting on your coffee table or sitting on the back of the shitter or whatever. You know, where you can you can always look at it. You know. Yeah, dude. Like unless you fuck it up, it's forever. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. I think Charlie, you can say too. Like you've seen yourself in magazines and you've seen yourself it's, in print. I okay. I should say as a model, I've always felt like a bigger reward walking into a store. And picking me up off the shelf and like opening a magazine and seeing me—that would be pretty cool. That's amazing. I've been 
very fortunate enough to be included online publication in online publications and it's nice and I appreciate it but it's just not the same like I don't get the same same feeling it's just I guess as a model and and it may be my age too (laughs) I grew up where print media was like that's where you that was the goal was to be in print media so I grew up as a teenager and going I want to be a model I want to be a model and was like I'm going to be I'm going to be in this magazine like I want to be in this magazine I never thought to myself I want to be on this computer screen (laughs) like but I guess it's different now like you know the times are different times are different but at the same token Times are very much the same too, where everybody wants something like like I mean, a magazine is tangible. Yeah. You know, a computer is not. Right. And I don't care. And I know with phones and everything these days, and with the kids using everything and everyone using everything, that it's more so than it was, early, you know, even five years ago. But it's still, it's not the same. Right. And I'm a sucker for the print. I mean, I love the print. I love to feel it. I love to, you know, yeah, everything about a magazine. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really good point that that I think about too with what we're doing is that it's tangible. And what I'm thinking about is like, you know, our generation, if you think what's happened with vinyl, right? Right. Vinyl was gone, dead, but it has made this huge resurgence. And it's like kind of what you're saying, like everything that's old is like new again. And one of the things that we're really trying to do is save print media for this experience. And it is tangible. Like, how, how, how much different is it for you to download a copy of a song onto your phone and be able to play it versus the days when you'd go and get that LP and you'd have the jacket and the cover and you could like open it and like read it and look at it, feel it, touch it, the cover and the thing and read the insides. Yeah, like extra stuff too. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, taking an happened? old sock and having it inside out and wiping the LP down, you know, and giving it's all that shiny thing and just to. Man, put that thing in when that needle dropped. End of days. And there's a collectability side to it, too. Like right. People collect vinyl, right? Well, a lot of people collect these magazines. You know, we have people all the time that are like, hey, I, I collect all your magazines. I have one except for this one. You have it. We do. And we can, can get those out to people, and they can have, like, an entire collection of the magazines. And, like, I don't want to see that go away. No. You know, I want no. to be like vinyl someday, like, you know, everything old is new again, and, and magazines are forever, kind of where I'm coming from. And I think that our world with, you know, custom culture and with hot rods and customs, like, this is the place to be able to do that because there's always, and, and modeling, I don't mean to exclude any of that, I'm just kind of help and think from a car standpoint, for it to not go away. Right, right. I feel like print media is super important. What are we doing this for? I get, like, we can put it online, but... Which is great to be seen by the masses, but print media, it's yours. If you build a car and it's in, it's on a magazine, you can take that thing, you can frame that and hang that on your wall, and for the rest of your life, you can tell anybody who ever shows up at your joint, that's mine, and I had that, that you know, I hit that pinnacle. All right, Joe, hey, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening to our very first podcast. These are either going to get better or worse. We'll see, but we have a ton of content, and uh, we there's a lot of things we're going to be doing over the course of these podcasts. I want to thank Murpho down here at Rod and Custom and Buda and the real Mrs. Murphy here as well. And uh, go check out Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe. Go go to go to your magazine store, or bookstore, and 
if you've never picked up one of these magazines, man, pick them up and you'll understand why it's, it's such a big deal for people like us to be able to hold it and look at it. And you'll get one and put it down and then you'll pick it up a couple hours later and read another article and go, man, I was just reading about that car. I want to check those pictures out again. You'll see other new things. So anyway, I got Murpho here. I have Charlie here and my name's Double and we thank you guys very much. And we'll see you on the other side. Tune in to Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine.